Hey everybody, I'm Tony. Welcome to Finding Subjects Podcast. Each week I head out with my camera, find a subject to photograph, person, place, or thing, it doesn't matter, then interview or discuss that subject, and then share it all with you right here on Finding Subjects Podcast. Hey, look, I don't have an engineer <laughs> to be helping me with this, so what you're hearing now, I'm just going to leave it in. Why not, right? This is all the things that I have to do to try to assure that uh, we are recording properly and the levels are good. So just to let you know, I just did, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes of a podcast. And until I shut up a second, I heard, finally heard interference. And I'm like, what is that? Sound like a, a Martian uh, doing uh, the Mars code through my headphones. And basically what it was, I had my uh, iPhone laying right on top of my digital recorder, which was uh, causing interference. So basically a waste of everything I just said. I can't believe I said all that too. And now I was going to expose it all to the world and you don't get a chance to hear where I buried all that money and how many bodies fit in the back of that car. No, I'm not going to tell you. That's it. Once and done. It's a, it's it's just meant. Some things are meant to be. Some things are not meant to be. Anyway, how you doing today? Today is stupid story day. It's just what it's going to be. It's just me telling stupid stories, because we all have stupid stories in our lives, and I think these should be documented as well as the good stuff. I love doing this. I'm under pillows right now, staring at a microphone. I got a little bit of residual light coming in. I'm trying my best to prevent the noise from the outside world coming in, but there's somebody weed whacking outside. It's, you hear him? And he's blowing the leaves. It's just definitely not a sterile environment. But I don't care. Do you know why I don't care? Today's stupid story day. That's why. It's just how it is. It's how it's going to be. I'm going to tell you a stupid story. I'm going to tell you a stupid story. Do you know why? Because I want to prove to you that everybody has stupid stories, that nobody is perfect out there. We all do stupid, dumb things. And if you're underage, you shall not duplicate this stupid story because it's stupid and it's not funny and it's dangerous. So don't do this. That's my disclaimer to you. Anyway, I was just thinking about the other day. See, where I grew up, it was all marshlands. And at the border of the marshlands, there were like woods. So... Anytime a neighbor would see a bunch of us kids hanging around the woods, they'd call the cops because they automatically assumed oh, they're up to no good. They're a bunch of kids, which I would say nine times out of 10, they are probably correct. Uh, but the one specific night that I'm thinking about was I'm tying two stories together here. So uh, it's just always a hassle to drink because you had to find somebody to buy the beer for you that was of age or overage or whatever. And uh, they would buy the beer and then they would bring it down to you. You'd pay them an exuberant amount of money because they knew they had you over a barrel. You know, so let's just say a case of beer back in the day was 10 bucks. Well, it probably cost you 20 or 25 just because. Because they also knew that a whole bunch of people were chipping in. And uh, that was just how it was. So we not only ran the risk of trying to find somebody who get the beer for us, we also ran the risk of getting busted by the police, which happened often. And I swear... Some of the neighbors were in cahoots with the police because what would happen is we would set up shop down by the woods. Somebody would call the police and then what happens? Well, we disperse and run and we knew all the little trails back into the marshlands. Well, you slip and you slide and you get head to toe full of mud, but the police are not going to chase you. Do you know why? They only want the beer because everybody drinks beer, right? No, that's not true. But these guys did. And, uh... <laughs> I know for a fact that the beer ended up in their refrigerators. So uh, that 
kept happening and happening and happening to the point where someone came up with a brilliant idea and said, hey, let's not worry about having somebody buy beer for us. Everybody bring some alcohol. And that's a great idea, but how do you do that? They're like, everybody bring some alcohol from your parents' liquor. Don't forget to make a line where it was, and then whatever you take out, you have to substitute with water. So, uh, hey, don't mind the uh, guy with the weed whacker and a, and a leaf blower outside today. Because you know what? I could set up and do a podcast at like 4 o'clock in the morning. That guy would show up. Or it could be 7 o'clock at night on a Tuesday, raining. It seems as if they're out there. Anytime I attempt to do a podcast, there's like the yin and the yang, the, the angel on my shoulder, the devil on my shoulder. And he's just constantly... Trying to disrupt me. It's trying to throw me off my game. Well, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I'm here today and to do this story. Stupid story day with Tony. So anyway, uh, we all start bringing this liquor down. And we marked the bottles and we added water. And I didn't have a container, so I had they had a big Vlasic pickle jar in my refrigerator. I dumped the pickles out. Yeah, there was residual pickle juice in there, but it didn't matter because I was on a stealthy mission. Had to go fast. Had to move quickly. So I don't even know uh, the names of the liquors that were in our liquor cabinet, but blah, 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 and then blah, 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 and then blah, 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 of all these different various types of liquor into the pickle juice. And I had probably, you know, I will, I will measure it like, uh, I don't know, three, four inches of liquor in the, in the bottle of this pickle juice. So I'm all excited. I got that hidden inside my jacket. I make it all the way down to the marshland area behind my friend's house. Like, hey, look what I got. And they're like, oh, cool, man. He's got a decent-sized container. Well, other people have carried, like, Dixie cups or a plastic cup or a glass full of this stuff, and everybody's pouring it in. Um, not a good idea, okay? Not a good idea. But someone did show up with a little bit of orange juice. They said, we don't have liquor, but we have some orange juice. And, hey, the general consensus was pour it in. So, <laughs> so we poured all of this stuff into this pickle jar. And uh, I would like to tell you what color the pickle jar contents were, but it was now dark, and we just shook it up and shook it up and shook it up, and there it goes. It was first. I took, like, three big gulps, and, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, <laughs> vomit right there. It was nasty. But, of course, we're all young men, and we're going to do it. We're going to make make this happen. So we passed it around. Everybody drank some. Then everybody drank some more. Second round, third round, fourth round. Um, before you know it, it's gone. And I'm not feeling good. But also, it hit me like a, uh, I don't know, like a sledgehammer. So, uh, towards the end, I also noticed that some of the people had disappeared. Some of the people have left. I'm going to say we were, five, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 at the time. So, we weren't like really young kids. But uh, all I remember was uh, like three really close friends of mine. We were the last four. So it was me and the three other guys. Um, that's basically the most that I remember about it. Suddenly, I don't know how it happened, but I ended up two towns away. Now, I ended up in a town called Glen Olden, Pennsylvania. And um, there used to be a, I think it was a wedding store. They sold wedding dresses on a corner at Chester Pike and Glen Olden Avenue. And it was called Cloud Nine. And across the street was this little, um, 
I guess you would call it like, I don't know if it was like a little diner or a little shop or whatever, but I was in there sitting between two police officers and I was telling them how I was trying to get to cloud nine. (laughs) And uh, I was going into detail. I remember this is kind of like the only thing I remember. I was going into detail about, and I'm a very, very pleasant, very happy uh, drunk. Not that that's uh, something to brag about at all, but again, these are stupid stories. These are stories not to be proud of. And I just remember feeling safe because, hey, I was sitting next to police officers and they were out for my good. They're not going to hurt me. And they're just not. I remember them nodding and listening patiently. As I said, my sister lives on cloud nine and my brother-in-law, they live on cloud nine. I have to get to cloud nine. (laughs) Here. I was looking at their food. I remember looking at their food, and they're like, you hungry? Do you want some of this? You want a milkshake? And uh, I'm, I just remember, no, thank you, sir. No, thank you, sir. Everything was yes, sir. No, sir. No, thank you, sir. And listen, the coolest thing was they took me across the street, rang my sister, and they made sure I was safe with my sister on top of cloud nine because technically she lived on top of cloud nine, right? <laughs> So anyway, my sister and my brother-in-law, they're like, what in God's name is wrong with you? It wasn't hard to figure out. I had some swamp mud on me. I had, uh, so I'm sure I stunk of uh, whatever this uh, crazy concoction of pickle juice and liquor was. But the big concern, suddenly, I thought that maybe my friends had fallen asleep in the swamps. And then I kept saying, I need to go see if they're okay. I need to go make sure they're all right. We got to go rescue them. The tide's going to come up and it's going to wash them away. Now, we didn't have a significant tide back then, but this is, you know, the irrational thoughts that you have when you are under the influence of the pickle juice concoction. Uh, They assured me uh, my friends were going to be okay and that everything was going to be fine. Just to relax, try to go to sleep. So I guess I did. I know, in fact, uh, I remember I wanted to call their houses, but it was, I don't know, at that point, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and my sister and my brother-in-law were telling me it's not a good idea. Uh, you just need to get to sleep. So the next morning I woke up and I did start making some phone calls. So I just wanted to call these guys and just make sure everybody was okay. Well, everybody's house that I called, the parents answered the phone. Were you part of this? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I'll talk to them later. Uh, everybody got caught. Everybody. One guy fell asleep in a bathtub. Uh, the other guy fell asleep outside on his driveway. Uh, we all just got, you know, everybody got caught. Everybody got in trouble except for me. Well, here was the great part. So that day, uh, we had a basketball game. And one of the brothers of the guys, I made my way back home. One of the brothers uh, of one of my friends said, hey, you guys need to get up there and uh, go get a milkshake, right? <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we, we were just horribly sick all night long, so uh, we went and drank these milkshakes. And uh, needless to say, just uh, projectile vomit. <laughs> um, these, are, these are probably the reasons why I don't really drink today. You know, stupid things like this. <laughs> so anyway, the moral of the story is... Uh, don't drink pickle juice, man, with your alcohol. Just nasty. It don't work. Uh, the other one that is sticking in my head was um, a similar night. The origins are the same. 
Uh, this this night was uh, just beer back in the swamps. Uh, we were back there. Police came. Um, they they took the tap, which we had a little keg, and I'm sure they it was like a they hit the lottery because you got to put the down payment on the tap. Now they got the keg, they got the tap, uh, so they got their beer, and you know we're out all that money. So anyway, I tried to make my way home. I was slightly intoxicated, and uh, there was a little hill out back in my house, and I wanted to go over to see my my buddy John. And I knew he would be hanging out in his uh, house, and that was a safe place to go to until I had to get home. And there was this little hill. Uh, the hill had to be no more than, I don't know, three or four foot. And you would just climb up that hill, walk across the field, and then you're in the back of John's house. But, you know, it was the darnest thing. It took me, I don't know, like a half an hour to get up that little hill. <laughs> it's, it must have rained a little bit, and I just remember sliding like a turtle, you know, trying to get up, and I'd slide back down, and... I tried to get up it again, and I remember knocking on that door, and they just, uh, there was probably four or five people in there, and they just busted up laughing. I just couldn't believe I was uh, so head to toe, full of dirt and mud. And here's the funny thing. Uh, my mom just got done sewing on my track uh, letter on that jacket for my high school, and she was really proud of her job that she did. And the funny thing was that jacket would have had to go into a dry cleaner. It was so bad. It wasn't the kind of like a wool jacket, old school, high school jacket. And that's how I got caught. So I had to get home. These guys helped me get home. I go to the back door. I'm banging on the back door. My dad comes down. He opens the door. What the heck happened to you? Oh, I, in fact, I threw up all over the place out back of the house. Dad said, what's wrong with you? I come in. I just, I got a headache. And uh, I walk up to my room. My mom's just sitting there. You know, her mouth like just dropped. I'm up in the bed, I'm spinning. The bed is spinning so bad, and I hear my mom talking downstairs. Get up there. Get up there and talk to him. You got to talk to him. And I just didn't care. The, the bed was spinning so bad, I was so sick. And I remember my dad coming in the door, and he's like, what a nice guy. He says, are you okay? I'm like, no. He says, are you having girl troubles? Am I having girl troubles? <laughs> oh, God. And I just remember, like, I wanted to laugh, but I was so sick. And then he walks out. And I hear my mom yelling at him. <laughs> He's not having girl troubles. He's drunk. <laughs> Yes, my dad comes back up the stairs. He comes back in. He says, uh, uh, are you drunk? <laughs> I said, Dad, I, I had too much to drink. I don't want you drinking outside. If you ever want a drink, I'll give you a drink in here. I'll give you a beer in here, but you can't be walking around drunk. If something happens to you, you know, God forbid. And I definitely, you know, I understood. You know, I, I got and I said, okay, Dad, I promise. Believe me, I was paying the price. It was not a smart thing to do. Be that as it may, I often think about that. The guy's like, you know, are you having women problems? You know, like you're having problems with somebody you, you, you like, or you love, and you they won't go out with you or something. <laughs> no, Dad, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just sloppy drunk right now. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> so that was that, man. That's a stupid, two stupid stories that I'll share with you today. I think about those days, man. They seem like yesterday to me, honestly. Um, 
But those were two surefire ways to uh, never want to drink again, ever. <laughs> and I've drunk. I've, I've, I've drank before, you know, since then. Never to just get drunk. I don't do that. I do like a, a mixed drink every once in a while. I'm not an alcohol kind of guy. Here's the funny part. I do not like beer. I'm not a beer guy. I, I just never been. Well, you know what? Maybe pre-17 I was. Uh, I remember senior week down in Wildwood, uh, you know, but uh, that was it. That was uh, the end of me for that, for drinking, um, period. But uh, that'll cure you, right? So I was just uh, kicking back and thinking about these goofy stories, these funny stories, and how they seemed like yesterday. And, you know, it was funny, very interesting to me, uh, how much I just wanted to be with my friends back in the day. You know, I just, uh, they were everything to me. And here's the great part, those, that core group of, of people way back in the day, a lot of the ones that know me as Anthony, not Tony, um, I still keep in touch with them. I still think about them. They still mean so much to me. Um, just a great core group of people, and I was blessed to, uh, to get to know them. And here's the really, really great thing about all of them. We all grew up in this... Uh, this blue-collar town, uh, tough, tough uh, lower-middle-class town, uh, just hard-working people. All of our parents were super hard-working people. And every one of those guys, every one of those people that I grew up with made something of themselves. I'm talking doctors, lawyers, uh, just hard-working people, businessmen and women, nurses. And I couldn't be more proud of them all. So, uh, it was a great place to grow up. It was great to just be with them and uh, grow up with them. And, and we shared a whole lot uh, of life experiences with each other. So um, there it is. I figured I'd share that goofy stuff with you today. Uh, it's uh, a Thursday today. Uh, we're about to get into the weekend. And if you are underage, do not, I repeat, do not try to imitate any of that. It was stupid. And when I tell you I was sick, like, it was like the sick that, like, someone put me out of my misery. I'm sick, so sick. It was, it was horrible. Like, think of flu times 20, and you just don't, your head just doesn't even feel like it's just real. It's just pounding. Something you don't want to ever experience. Plus, it's dangerous. So, please do not imitate the stupid story of today. That's all I got today. I uh, hope you have a great weekend coming up. Uh, hey, thank you so much for the listens, man. You know, uh, if there's any ideas you have for the show, if you just want to reach out and communicate, uh, go for it, man. You know, say hello. That'd be awesome. Oh, I know what I want to say. Ghana Radio. Ghana, the app. Now, G-A-A-N-A. I hear some people cheering. You know who you are. Hello, India. So Ghana is an app to listen to podcasts and music in India, right? And it's huge. There's like 60 million listeners. And a big, big group of those listeners, guess what? They listen to Finding Subjects podcast. Yes. Thank you, Ghana. Thank you, India. All you people from India right now, give yourself a round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, the people from India, woo, seriously, so thankful. And I'm getting a lot of uh, friend requests on Instagram and Twitter. 
and Facebook from all these people from India. So it's so cool to be able to uh, communicate with you and share these stories. And uh, I'm going to ask you a favor. Everybody out there, here's a favor I'm going to ask you. I was just reading a, a Facebook page about this guy, um, and he's an influencer, okay? He's a business guy, and he had put a post up about how likes are not important, you know, or having people just like your page or follows. Um, he said, you know, you're really looking to make an impact in their lives and for them to uh, interact with you, and in that way, you'll get a financial return when they're doing business with you. Well, since I'm not doing a business with you, Okay, and I'm not wanting money from you or anything from you. I think the likes are kind of important to me, the likes and the follows. Um, so I'm gonna ask a favor. If you like this show, thank you so much. Okay, I, I really enjoy talking to you. Um, I'm gonna ask a favor and the favor is, could you maybe uh, share it with somebody that you think might like it? Say, hey, by the way, check out this podcast. You know, and in that way, how about we can grow the show and I can do this a little longer. I can do this longer and just hang out and tell my stupid stuff. Uh, and you can laugh at me, and that's fine. So that's all I'll ever ask in return, is that if you like the show, just share it with somebody. Um, that would be great. But people from India, yo, thank you. Uh, I, I just had chicken tikka masala last night. I had it the night before. I love it. See? I'm going to change my name to Tony Tikka Masala. How's that? We're going to call myself Tony Tikka Masala for one week. That's my name. I'm going to write it down anytime if I have a reservation at a restaurant or whatever. That's my name. Deal with the people. So anyway, people from India, thank you. Thank you so much. It's a large contingency of, of you, and I am very thankful for your listens. And uh, you're listening on Ghana, G-A-A-N-A -A -A app. Great to be now broadcasting on Ghana. So uh, people all over the world, thank you so much for listening. Um, hey, what can I say? I truly mean that. From the bottom of my heart. All right, everybody have a great weekend. Who knows? I'm feeling good. I might talk to you again sooner rather than later. Have a great day. This is Tony. Thank you for listening to Finding Subjects. Have a great one. See ya. Bye.